Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cortimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. All right, coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America, and I'm your host, Don Q, and the lawnmower guy next door. And um, <clears throat> I do have a special guest via the uh, Skypeinator, the uh, the executive producer, as it were, or is, uh, Mr. Christopher J. McGillicuddy. Welcome. Welcome, buddy. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here, because I had nothing to talk about. All right, you got it. <laughs> I'm going to just take right. care of my Kentucky <laughs> mule. And... Woo! All right, you go ahead. I'm going to sit back. All right, so first on the docket today, <laughs> uh, we have a... Uh... All right, well, first of all, we'll say this. It is June 29th, 2022, and um, really... I, I would say the biggest news going around right now, obviously, is still the backlash or the uh, the whatever the, for, the ongoing hearings from uh, January sixth, right? Plus the, um, the everyone the the reactions from uh, what the fuck uh, Roe versus Wade. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was checking the levels out. I was like, it's a little loud. I got it. I got it. All right. Okay. All right. Welcome to the show. Oh. <laughs> no, but you um. Take that out or? No, no, no. It's fine. Okay. We'll just we'll just roll with it. All right. But yeah. So um, Roe versus Wade. We'll, we can get into that a little bit later. I think the biggest thing we can talk about right now is the January sixth uh, committee, or as I like to call it, uh, as another committee turns, because it's really just a soap opera. It's not really a a hearing per se. It's uh. It's all. It's much ado about nothing. I mean, wouldn't you think? Right. Oh yeah. 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 He comes with a weed but, eater. He's but, coming with a weed eater. Hold on. <laughs> I swear to God. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm not gonna worry about it. It's just, it is what it is, folks. If you hear weed eaters, it's uh, it's my Mexican yard man. Um, yeah. I, this is just a big. Uh, big to do about nothing they're just continuing on um like, like you've said before it's it's just a way and i think with the latest thing that you've seen pop up now uh with this with this uh what's her name uh, henning or hanning or what what's what's her name the one that just testified yeah hutchinson yeah, yeah. hutchinson sorry um it, it's just a way to to make sure that Trump can't run in 2024. That's that's the sole goal right now. Right. That's the, the, the whole sure thing. Because, and I've said this on the show before. This this whatever this whole thing is, is is going to have nothing to do with anybody being arrested. Well, we'll get into her testimony here in a second. I mean, now realistically, she. <laughs> she should be arrested for perjury. Right. So, well, we can talk about her first, and then we can get into the the other situation that kind of came up the other day uh, amid this testimony yesterday. But 
I want to play this clip. This is her saying the thing she said yesterday. So I remember this is saying, Rudy, do you explain what's what's happening on the six? Uh, he, he had responded something to the effect of we're going to the Capitol. Okay, so here's where I have a problem with all of this. Before I continue to play this, she just says something to the effect of whatever. Now, I'll play this clip, and she says that a few times. During the course of her testimony, she said that phrase a lot. Um, <laughs> did he say it or did he not say it? It's nothing, it's not, you can't, you can't be testi testifying under oath and say something to the effect of blah, blah, blah. Or I heard blah, blah, blah. Because I'm not a lawyer, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> and if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't that isn't that what they call hearsay? Well, well, I think if we learn nothing else from the Johnny Depp um, uh, trial that right. he was in, that we learn the definition of what hearsay is because he continued to repeat it over and over and over again. But yeah, that's exactly what that is. So, um, if you are testifying that something was said, you you repeat it verbatim. Yeah, this nothing. You can't say something to the effect of. Is something to the effect of, or, you know, I think this is what they said. And, and I've said that. I mean, I know I say that. Like, when I'm doing the show, I know I'll say, well, something something like this. Or, you know, me and Chris were talking, and we it was something to the effect of this. I've said that. But that's yeah, doing but a, you're also not. I'm not under oath. That's, that's a podcast. Right, you're not I'm, testifying under oath. Yeah, right. full-time job, part-time podcast. I can say that shit because I'm not testifying uh, under the guides of getting someone you know, it's going banned. to be great. So here, this is what President's else he is going to, to be there. He's going to look powerful. He's, he's going to be with the members. He's going to be with the senators. Talk to the chief about it. Talk to the chief about it. He knows about it. I had an interesting conversation with Rudy, Mark. Sounds like we're going to go to the Capitol. He didn't look up from his phone and said something to the effect of. Once again, there's a lot going on, Cass, right. but I don't know. Things might get. I'm going to say this about that. Shout out to the executive producer's wife. Um, <laughs> when when you say, okay, I just I just thought about this as she's talking. When when you say something to the effect of whatever, whatever you're talking about, I'm just I'm not even talking about her. I'm just talking about in general. You don't have a. She's like something to the effect of, and she goes into a whole fucking two minute storyline of what he said well did he say that said. or did he not say that and even right. even even if even if you're like he said this it's still hearsay <laughs> right if this was a true if this was a true trial you would have someone object oh what's <laughs> the i object this is hearsay your honor you know i and you're not even saying he said this. It's something like this. On right. January 6th. But when we were in the office now, now. This is her um, deposition that was taken a few times. months ago. I was part of a conversation. I was, in the, I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of. Once again, I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I heard the, the president say something in the effect of. <laughs> You know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing mags away. 
I saw Mr. Cipollone right before I walked out onto West Exec that morning, and Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. The president said something to the effect of, um, are we keeping count? Do we need? Do we? Do we have a ticker on that's, this one? I think that's five. Yeah, is it, that's five it's right at least I'm five. And we're not even listening to the whole thing. To the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, "Sir, we have to oh, go back to the West Wing." Something to the effect of the president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the yeah, steering here we wheel. Go. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, "Sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back." Okay, so let me ask you a question. I've never been in the presidential limo. Okay. Is is it a Hyundai? <laughs> it's a uh, Ford Pinto. It's I, well, a okay. uh, Hyundai. Uh, um. Here's here's the thing. I've never personally been in a limousine. Have you? I uh, have not. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so we both have Jeeps. Okay. Mm -hmm. If if your wife was driving and you were sitting in the back seat of the Jeep, right? Right. You could, yes, reach up and grab the the uh, steering I, wheel. I would I would have to even in the Jeep, I would have to stretch. I would have to from the back seat mm -hmm. stretch. And and I consider myself. I I think I have uh, fairly uh, long arms. Right. Uh, I would have to stretch quite a bit to be able to reach the steering wheel from the back seat. Right. So now you're in a limousine, and and mm -hmm. go ahead. Now you had a you sent me a diagram of the um yeah of the limo. So in this limousine, now anyone listening to this, you've ever been in a limousine, you know this. You're sitting in the very back, right? Now in these limousines, it's not just the driver. And the president and the first lady. There is. Does it say on that diagram how many Secret Service are usually inside the the vehicle? Not uh, including not including the driver. I think it's see. at least two. Chauffeur, driver's compartment. It doesn't say, but it kind of shows in the graphic that there are two to three Secret Service sitting across from the president. Across from the in president, the rear compartment, in they, the rear compartment, as well as two. Uh, a driver and a passenger in the front seat. Right. So now the two across from the president would be where? Between him and the driver? And the, and the, the glass and right. the driver. Wait, correct. the glass? What do you mean glass? Well, I mean, because there are. <laughs> wait, but he was able to reach up there and grab the steering wheel. Now, I'll say this correct. about that. <laughs> Shout out. Um, the One of the left's biggest ha-ha about Trump is what? That he's fat and he's overweight, he's not very agile, but yet now they got this man painted into a light that he's able to maneuver from the back seat of this limousine to the window, which if I had to guess was probably five foot away from him, give or take. Uh, and we're talking about, well, I mean, you're talking about a compartment that could seat uh, people in the back 
people in front of them. So right. you're, I mean, that's, and this is that's a good six feet. Yeah, Easy. and this isn't a typical limousine. I mean, it's a little bit shorter than like a limousine you'd rent for prom or something like that. Right. But still, even even then, you're still talking about a pretty good distance to cover from the seat to the window. Trump's what seventy two at the time. He's not like he's right. a spring chicken. I I wouldn't be able to just lunge up there and grab the driver. Let me finish playing what she's saying here. Maybe. To the there West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And I remember Pat saying to him something to the effect of... Number six. The rioters have gotten to the Capitol, Mark. We need to go down and see the president now. And Mark looked up at him and said, he doesn't want to do anything, Pat. And Pat said this to Mark, something to the effect of... Number seven. Mark, something needs to be done or people are going to die and the blood's going to be on your effing hands. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Everything she said. So, so I, let I, me get this right. He he said, take me to the Capitol. Right. They they said, no, we need to go to the West Wing. He then lunged uh, forward past the Secret Service men that were sitting across from him through the window and grabbed the other secret, uh, grabbed the steering wheel. Right. Through, that, the, through the partition. Saying, right? Now, I understand the partition can be lowered, but... Correct. But... Do you have... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to ask, do you have the part where she, she claimed it, they were in the beast? Because this is this is a very big contention, because if you saw the reporting that came out this morning, now they're stating that it was in, they were in an SUV, which there's actual, I think, video evidence that... Um, when Trump left his speech, he wasn't actually in the, uh, the what they so-called the beast, the uh, presidential uh, uh, limousine. Right. He was actually in an SUV. So they've actually come out now this morning and they started to report. Do you have the part where she actually says or she testifies that they were in the beast? So, yeah, I haven't been able to find what where she actually said what vehicle they were in, per se. And if you notice now, it's a lot quieter in the background. Yes, I went and killed the lawnmower guy because, I swear to God, last week he didn't do this on Wednesday, did it Thursday. And then no sooner did we start recording, I'm like, motherfucker, he's out there with the damn lawnmower. <laughs> but now it's nice and quiet. So in the meantime, we you you were able to do a little research while, while I was right, out there I was murdering the next-door neighbor's <laughs> lawn guy. So... Much in the same lines, uh, this this conversation is going to be very much hearsay, like just like she's been testifying the whole time. So huh, there's that. But anyways, here we go. Uh, Hutchinson detailed a conversation she had with Tony Ornato, the White House Deputy Chief of Staff for Operations, and Bobby uh, Ingell or Ingell or whatever the hell his name is, right? Who headed Trump security detail? Well, he was the one that she said he grabbed his he throat. Grabbed, right. Right. At the White House after Trump's speech at the eclipse, in which he told rallygoers that he would be marching to the Capitol with them as Congress completed its formal tally of the 2020 election results. I looked at this is her quote. This is quote from her. I looked at Tony and he had said, did you fucking hear what happened in the beast? Hutchinson recalled using the nickname for the presidential vehicle. 
I said, no. I said, no, Tony, I just got back. What happened? Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got in the beast, he was under the impression that the off-the-record movement of to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. Once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, you have to you have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had a very strong, very angry response to that. Hutchinson said Orinato described Trump as being irate. Trump said something to the effect of, <laughs> I'm the effing president. Take me to the Capitol now, Hutchinson testified. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Uh, Engel right. grabbed his arm and said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Right. <clears throat> now, she had, <laughs> the interesting thing is about playing clips of testimony versus playing the whole testimony is the last little bit you read there we played right but the the part about the beast was not in the clip in, right interestingly enough now i want to i want to listen to what this is here so this is this is on twitter so this person freedom for all writes this is cassidy hutchins the january 6th surprise star witness today she has already been interviewed and most of her testimony was based on what Hearsay. Hearsay. Mr. Biggs did. Mr. Jordan talks about congressional pardons, but he never asked me for one. It was more for an update on whether the White House is going to pardon members of Congress. Mr. Gomer asked for one as well. And he Mr. Perry asked for a pardon too. I'm sorry. I need to that's what you would call in the business uh leading the witness your honor mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean that's how you know this is all just a bunch of bullshit is they everyone that has testified in this uh, committee hearing, quote-unquote, is, I've said this, you and I talking have said this, this is nothing more than they're going to parade a bunch of people in front of television cameras to say whatever the fuck they want to say, and they're not held to any, in any liability because... There's okay. If you are accused of a crime, if you, Christopher J. McGillicuddy, you're accused of a crime, you killed my dog. Please, could you kill my dog? No. <laughs> um, and I say, Oh, Chris killed my dog. I know it because something about the effect of he killed my dog. Oh, um, you as the defendant have the right to face your accusers, 
right? I think that's somewhere in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Is that the 14th mm-hmm. Amendment? Something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. So, obviously, this hearing, quote-unquote, isn't what they say it is, because if it were, Trump would be sitting at a table there also with his attorneys and be able to cross-examine the witnesses, right? This isn't a hearing. This is a witch trial. There's no two sides to the story. This is one-sided. Whatever they say goes. I think the thing that pisses me off the most is, and I've said this time and time again, that obviously I listen to Fox News. Or, you know, I watch. And granted, I don't watch a shit ton of Fox News. I'm mainly a mark for who? Bueller. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I do watch a shit ton of Tucker Carlson. But, you know, I'll occasionally watch other parts, you know, depending. Now, there's a a, uh, person on there, Brett Baer, who is, um, who is, uh, he seems down the middle. He, I mean, he seems like he leans a little right. But you can tell a lot of these journalists that just don't like Trump. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. No matter what channel they're on. And, and you don't have to. You don't have to like Trump. I don't, you know. One would think, though, if you're a Republican, you, <laughs> you surely would want, I mean, forget about what Trump says and does and tweets and, whatever we both can agree and we personally see this firsthand that life was a lot better when Trump was was president now who's to say that if if Trump had gotten reelected that all this shit as far as gas prices and whatnot wasn't um wouldn't still be the case I mean we can assume that it would still be but we can also assume that it wouldn't be, right? Right. So here's Brett Baer uh, yesterday. This was after the testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson. And, and this is what irks me. This is what he has to say. And I think what you pointed to, Sandra, was uh, the most uh, compelling when she quotes Mark Meadows saying, uh, Pat, you heard the president. He doesn't care. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. So he says when she when he when she quotes him, but mm-hmm. she didn't quote him. She no, it was something to the effect. Yeah, of, something to the effect of. They're literally literally calling for the vice president to be hung, and then Pat Cipollone says this is effing crazy, according to Hutchinson. According it, to Hutchinson, which makes it what Brett mm-hmm. hearsay. This testimony was very compelling from beginning to end. She obviously had access to all of the players. We are now hearing from the former president on various posts where he questions her uh, accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't. And I'm going to say this about that. Trump, (laughs) for all the crazy things he said during his four years, especially when he was running for re-election, how much shit did he say? People are like, whatever. Came fucking true. Right. He's Brett Bear saying, well, he's on Truth Social saying that she's whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go with that because this is a 24 year old um, 
aide to the I mean, granted, at twenty four years old to be the aide to the chief of staff is pretty pretty strong, I would say. I'd be kinda wondering how that came to came to be. That's just my personal opinion. But um, she, you can't tell me. I have no idea what her education is. I have no idea what her, what her edu- you know, what her background is, what her motives are. But at 24 years old, we know we both have young children in this age range, and not that our children are necessarily like this. But when you get on TikTok, you get on Facebook, you get on Instagram. Most of the people, whether it be men or women, that are influencers, they're trying to be something that they're not. They're this age. They're between 20 and 30 years old or maybe even younger. But, you know, they're trying to be something, right, whether it's a TV star. uh, So, anyway, I guess my point being is she's obviously angling to – be a CNN, MSNBC, whatever contributor. Well, she's she's like the rest of them. Right. She's angling for her next job. Right. Right. So and she's it, trying to do something to get her name out there so somebody will pick her up and she'll be able to have her next, uh, you know, she'll be on The View or she'll be on uh, MSN, uh, MSNBC or CNN or... Um, yeah, any, any of them. Any yeah. and all. And yeah. and that's and, so, and the funny thing is about that is when you see these people that are Fox or CNN or whatever 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 brand, and they have that Fox News contributor or CNN News contributor, those they actually make pretty good chunk of change being that, especially if they bring something to the table. You know, like we've we've talked about Dan Bongino. Like I'll listen to a show. I know you're kind of off of him, but. You know that's kind of how he got his start. Like he had he had been doing his podcast for a while, became a Fox News contributor, and you might be on Fox News and you might be a contributor. You literally could be on the Hannity Show or uh, Tucker Carl or whoever, and have a five minute segment, and you might only have to do one of those or two of those or even if you did five of those a week, and you might make a you know ten thousand dollars that week for doing that sign me up i believe i believe they that's what they call in the business a grift yeah if i'm not mistaken so i just want to point this out um peter alexander do you know who that is he's a uh american journalist i believe he works for nbc oh that's peter griffin no (laughs) no peter alexander so uh let's see here uh, Peter Alexander has a couple of tweets here. Uh, I'm going to go from oldest to uh, newest. It says, a source close to the Secret Service tells me both Bobby Ingell. Is that his name? Ingell? Sure. Ingell? Uh, we'll call him Bobby agent, E. Bobby E. <laughs> the lead agent and the presidential limousine slash SUV. So they're already starting to have kind of the... Um, what, the discrepancy what, of whether he was in the presidential limousine or was he in the SUV. Right. Uh, she referred to it as the beast. Like well, I said, I think there's video evidence proving that he was actually in the SUV. I guarantee not you in the limousine. what ends up happening with this is they're going to merge it into the SUV and stop right. talking about the beast 
right? Right. Oh, she Even was just con- she, she was just confused. She just assumed it was you know. She just calls everything. They call it all the beast or whatever. Right. You know. Sure. sure. But anyways, in the tweet, he something says to that, the effect the, of that. The lead agent and the presidential limousine slash SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that that Mr. Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. Okay. Then he goes on to say a January 6th committee aide, huh, aide, gotta love these fucking aides. Right, yeah, they're tells, just out to make a name. Right. Tells NBC News the select committee found Miss Hutchinson's testimony to be credible. The committee welcomes anyone who wishes to provide additional information under oath. And then uh, just six hours ago, uh, at Secret Service, Spox, I have no idea what that is. Anthony, uh, Jesus, I, Google Ametti. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love these names? God, I love it. Tells me that agents in Trump's presidential SU, presidential SUV, so now he's not even calling it limousine anymore. He's saying agents in Trump's presidential SUV are, quote unquote, not uh, something to the effect of, this is actual <laughs> quote, uh, learn, uh, uh, what's her name? Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy. Learn, this is a quote, available to testify under oath responding to Hutchinson's new allegations. Yeah, I got this. End quote. I got this right here from Newsmax. I'm going to play this NBC clip right here. It's from NBC. agents that Cassidy Hutchinson today testified were assaulted by Trump are ready to testify that Hutchinson is lying. We had it at the top of the show. More desperation, more lies from another Democrat committee. Again, Christine Blasey Ford, Adam Schiff. We've seen this show a million times. But take a listen to how it was handled over at Fox. Well, he's going to talk about Brett Bear. Yeah. Um, well, he goes on to say, let me let me just say real quick. Go ahead. He goes on to say in this tweet, as a part two, a source close to the Secret Service says both men dispute Trump grabbed the steering wheel or assaulted an agent. They do not deny that Trump was irate and demanded they drive to the Capitol. Secret Service Spock's it's oh, I'm spokesperson. Sorry. It's, it's the repeat of the same thing. Sorry. Right. But, but so they're they're saying, you know, they're they're te- they're saying that they're not disputing the fact that Trump was irate and wanted to go to the Capitol. But they're also disputing the fact that he lunged at the steering wheel or grabbed somebody by the collarbone or whatever the fuck else she said, uh, something to the effect of happened <laughs> in the in the the beast, because that's what she testified to. OK, so what's the deal on this handwritten note? OK. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Detom breaking stories. We don't know right, shit about right. shit. All right. So I have it right here. According to Chuck Castillo on Twitter, uh, bombshell report, White House attorney Eric Hirschman disputes Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony about handwritten note in which she testified that she wrote saying it was not re- it. I'm sorry, saying it was written by his hand. So he's saying essentially, uh, she didn't she didn't write the handwritten note right. that she testified that she wrote that actually he's the author of that note. No. Oh. So she lied is what you're saying. 
Oh, shit. What are we doing over there? <laughs> Cheers. Came in Jack. So, so you know, we didn't get into this real quick. What, what are you drinking on over there, buddy? I know what you're drinking I'm, now. I can see that. Cayman Jack. I am drinking a Cayman Jack Cuban Mojito. You son of a bitch. I can never find those damn things. <laughs> uh, you got to have connections. <laughs> and anyway. that's what were you drinking before that? Uh, I, I was drinking a lemon drop, which is uh, vodka. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Triple sec and a little bit of uh, sour mix. Mm, there you go. I'm on my second Kentucky Mule, so sugar water. So, oh, oh go ahead. I, I am sorry. Actually, that's what I had before the previous drink. The previous drink to that was a Johnny Walker uh, Mule. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so I'm four drinks in. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm on my second Yeti of uh, Kentucky Mule. So, <laughs> all right. All right, so, um, all right, so obviously her testimony. So okay, well, that, so so let's let's just point out. First of all, her testimony cl- uh, contains a lot of hearsay. Right. Uh, no actual, I no actual. I was part of the conversation. Just I overheard something to the effect of. Um, two, uh, she doesn't even know what fucking vehicle they were in. But all this supposedly took place where he's grabbing the steering wheel and grabbing the secret saver, uh, secret service agent by the throat, right, or collarbone or whatever it was, clavicle or something to the effect of. Uh, <laughs> and now we have that she testified that she had a handwritten note, but now we've got somebody saying actually that he's disputing the fact that she even wrote the note that he's saying that he's actually the author of the note. Right. So she's just a fucking liar. All the way around. So, okay, so this came out. This was a couple hours ago. Secret Service pledges response to Trump's motorcade allegations. So the Secret Service said on Tuesday that it will have more to say about allegations that former President Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of his vehicle, then lunged at the head of the security detail when informed he would not be able to join his supporters at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Quote, the Secret Service has been cooperating fully with the select committee since the inception of the sp- in the spring of 21 and will continue to do so by responding formally and on the record to the committee regarding new allegations that service today's testimony. The agency said in a, te- in a statement yesterday, the re- uh, revelations about Trump's behavior came Tuesday from Cassidy Hutchinson, a aide to former Trump chief of staff, Mark Meadows, who testified before House Committee investigating the attack. Hutchins said she learned of the episode from Tony Ornato, Trump's deputy chief of staff, and Robert Engel, the special agent in charge for secret. So she learned of the episode from two other people. So my question is this. You have a person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish reading this here in a second. But you have a person who testified. Cassidy Hutchinson. And everything she said was, Mark Meadows said this. Ruli G- G- uh, G- Giuliani said that. Tony Orinato said this. Robert Engel said that. Where in the fuck are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I know Mark Meadows right. has refused to testify. He was arrested or he was charged with, uh, you know, contempt of Congress or whatever. Uh, 
and uh, like I know Michael Flynn, a lot of these other guys. Uh, who's the other one? Um, shit, I can't think of his name. The guy, uh, Peter Navarro. Well, not Peter. He was arrested, but I'm talking about uh, shit. I can't think of his name. Breitbart, uh, War Room. Trying to think. Oh, Steve Bannon. There you go. There yeah, you go. That's sorry. what I. That's what I have you around for, buddy. I'd have been like, I don't fucking know his name <laughs> anyway. So sugar water, right? No. So anyway. So uh, where are we at here? So uh, I'm oh, F, I'm I, the and of course we talked about this. I'm the F team president. Take me to the Capitol now. Blah blah blah. President reached towards the vehicle. Blah blah blah. We know about that because that's what she said. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. Hutchinson testified. Several news outlets have since reported Engel and the driver are prepared to testify that neither was assaulted by Trump and that the former president did not try to grab the steering wheel. So, okay, will these guys ever see the inside of that committee hearing? Are you, are you uh, crying? Not. Are you crying? Yeah, probably not. Right. I, I think the the bigger question is is this lying sack of shit going to go to jail for perjuring herself for uh, lying to Congress? You'll never. You would have to have a opposing testimony for that to come to fruition. So unless they call either or both of these gentlemen in front of the quote unquote committee, you're most people. Okay, so like. We know about this because we do research. Most of the people on the right side of things are hearing about this. Whether Now, granted, some of the Fox News people aren't going to talk about this because they obviously feel some sort of way. I would be willing to bet I'll hear something about it on Tucker tonight. And obviously, Newsmax is reporting on it. But the majority of the people that you want to convince... We'll never know about these guys because they watch right. CNN, um, MSNBC, you know, whatever, or they listen to podcasts, you know, like, uh, you know, Facts and Friends and stupid shit like that that don't even do podcasts anymore. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? They're they're never gonna know. So unless these people, these guys are called in front of this committee which they're not going to be because everybody on this committee feels some sort of way about trump so you don't have a jim jordan or a matt gates or whoever on this committee to say i want angle and tony whatever on the stand i need to hear their side of the story much in the same situation as to why isn't ray epps been arrested why isn't he up here why is it where's he at Right. 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 So, uh, well, just tweeted out two hours ago, Jack Posobiec. All uh, it says, all of you who fell for the two sugars con job shook, uh, circus yesterday look really, really stupid right now. As every piece of her testimony is utterly falling apart. Stop being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's just everything that we just went over. Like well, every piece of her testimony is falling apart. Well, I think so, the thing is, too, is you have this, a, a younger ga- girl. Yeah, I was going to say gal like I'm fucking 40 or something. <laughs> like, well, I am 40. I'm older than 40. Like I'm 90. Right. There we go. There you go. Yeah, some younger gal. She's not the ugliest person. I'm not saying she's beautiful, but, you know, whatever. Right. 
So she she's a face. And she's that got would a, be good on a newscast. Right. And she's I got a you. she's got a story to tell that that falls in line with the with the uh narrative that they're trying to push. I'm watching this fucking video on uh, on Twitter. It says carjacking go wrong, so it's <laughs> not to totally get off the subject. But it's a fucking uh a uh so they're on a bridge, like a exit ramp or entrance ramp or whatever, and it's like a Geo, or I don't even need geos anymore, but it's a small car like that. Like, uh, I don't know, like a Chevy Spark. Oh, man, there it is. And uh, so, so these four guys hop out of this fucking, and the, the car that they're trying to jack is like a big-ass pickup truck or, or SUV of some sort. They just ram the fucking shit out of that little-ass car and push it up the ramp. <laughs> it said carjacking gone wrong. Anyway, um. So this testimony was yesterday. Today's Wednesday, right? The 29th. Right. This this testimony happened on the 28th. What what happened in the day before this? Do we know? Did anything happen? So we had heard cuz this testimony, this hearing wasn't scheduled. This wasn't a it was going to be a surprise testimony, right? Right. And uh on Monday uh, something happened. You do you know what that was? Uh, so stuff. Michael Stenger, right. Senate Security Chief, Chief uh, uh, Sergeant, Sergeant at Arms, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he was in charge on January sixth. Of course, now he actually retired or whatever on the seventh, right? Right. And of course, people are like, "Oh, that's because he dropped the ball." Blah blah blah. But if I actually recall correctly. And I actually have his uh, deposition. We'll play that here in a second. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's the one that actually addressed to Pelosi the need for extra security, and she denied it. But, you know, whatever. So right. this, this story is actually from the 28th, which was yesterday. So former Senate uh, Sergeant-at-Arms, who oversaw security during last year's Capitol insurrection, has died. One day, excuse me. One day before Tuesday's hearing to present new evidence, Michael Stenger, who resigned the day after pro-Trump rioters easily stormed the Capitol on January 6, 2021, died Monday morning. The Marine Corps veteran, 71, spent 35 years in the Secret Service before joining Sergeant at Arms. Uh, team in 2011 was later appointed to the post in 2018. Former colleagues were notified of his death Monday afternoon. A woman who answered the phone early Tuesday at Stanger's home in Falls Church, Virginia, declined to comment when reached by the post. The family is not here. It's nobody's business, she said. It has nothing to do with January 6th at all. I swear to God. I swear to God it has nothing to do. Who in the fuck even asked you if it did? <laughs> we're just trying to find out what's going on. It has nothing to do with it. I swear to God, it had nothing to do with it. It's like they kind of tell on themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, it wasn't me that ate the cookie out of the cookie jar. What are those crumbs? I didn't in... even know a cookie was missing. <laughs> oh. Huh. <laughs> Stinger stepped down after Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell requested his resignation amid widespread criticism in the deadly attempt attempted insurrection. House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving and Capitol Police Stephen Snund also resigned. I'm sorry. I figured I had to get movie trailer-ish, you know, because it's so, like, mm. deadly insurrection. Right. 
Well, I think when I, when I originally brought this up to you, I, I believe this came from uh, Chad Peregrim. Right. And it said, uh, Fox confirms that uh, Michael Stinger, the Senate Sergeant at Arms, who was in charge of the Senate security the day of the Capitol riot, has died. Uh, Stinger was a GOP appointee and in charge of security in the Senate wing of the Capitol on the January 6th last year. Republic- Republicans still controlled the Senate the day of the riot. That's because the Georgia Senate race, which settled control of the Senate, was still up in the air the day of the Capitol attack. Uh, uh, Stinger was fired shortly after the riot because of the unprecedented security security failure. Stinger testified about Capitol security before a Senate panel probing the riot in February of 2021. Stinger was the Senate's 41st sergeant-at-arms. He was previously an FBI agent who had been deputy Senate sergeant-at-arms before his appointment to the top post in 2018. Stinger caught major flack from senators during the riot about the security failure. Senator Lindsey Graham, asshole, chastised Stinger in the... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, interject that. Chastised Stinger in the middle of the siege saying, We gave you guns. Use them. Uh, from the Senate Sergeant at Arms office, it is with great sadness that we inform you the former Sergeant at Arms, Michael C. Stinger, has passed away this morning. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It actually uh, says that? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And tells a little bit more about to the his effect career of and blah, blah, and blah. Something to the effect of. Now, at the bottom here, I just want to say it says Fox, Fox is told that Stinger had been suffering from cancer. Right. So we actually had a, a um, conflicting report. So I've seen, I, and I told you this before we started recording, I've seen the report saying that he died from cancer in his home. Uh, but I've also seen a report that he was actually shot uh, from outside. Uh, and I believe there was... Somebody was saying something to the effect that there was security <laughs> cam footage. T- <laughs> you like that? Something <laughs> that there was security cam footage. I mean, since since obviously it's good enough for Congress, it's good enough for us to just start uh, throwing right. shit against the wall and just saying, you know, something. Yeah, something to the effect, to the effect of. of. Right. Right. Um. Um. What was his name again? Michael. Michael. Michael Stinger. Michael, S-T-E-N-G-E-R. Michael, 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 Jackson, no, Stinger. Uh, oh, let's mm-hmm. see. They already got his obituary. Let's see what this says. Let's see. Let me read his obituary. I think the odd thing is that there's been no um, official. Right. Well, here's the thing. Cause of death. If there's there's been no official cause of death, there supposedly is this um, security footage. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's assume he has you know security cameras. He has a ring. He has a nest. He has whatever. Um, what's the best way to put this to bed? If show the footage, right? <laughs> whatever that footage is. If he wasn't shot and wasn't killed, right, okay, if he died of cancer in his home, 
then there would be footage of what hospital, you know, ambulance showing up, coroner showing up, something. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this about that: having been or am a person that's battling cancer, um, Michael Stinger at seventy-one, if he was to the point where he was gonna die from cancer, <laughs> chances are, why would they be calling him before? Well, uh, regardless uh, of that, chances are he's not chilling at the house. Well, but but what I'm saying, you don't I'm just die of that, cancer. It's not like you like wake up no. and it's like, oh shit, I I the cancer hit me, I'm dead. You suffer. But, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you a little story about a man named Jed. Right? He was a poor mountaineer. He barely could keep his no. But seriously, when I was in the hospital for treatment, I was in there for two weeks doing this treatment. That really sucked, by the way, but nonetheless, I dealt with it, but there's, there was people in this hospital that drove, it drove me crazy being in there because the screaming and the, the pain that these people were going through, whatever their cancers were, you know what I'm saying? Like they couldn't get enough pain medication, you know what I'm saying? So whatever his cancer Suppose alleged, let's just say that cancer that he died from. Uh, for those of you that have had cancer, it's not like it's uh, you don't just magically die from cancer. You know what I'm saying? You you go through issues and then you die from cancer. So if he was was he going to be called in front of these these people to testify, or? I mean, do you do you know that that was the case? I, I see that that I think it's being linked to that because there was going to be a special. Um, uh, what? How was it said? How was it said? Did, I I sent this to you the other day and I didn't save it. I just sent it to you. I think. Well, this was. Um, Where's it at? Here, let me read this. Um. Yeah, it was, he died one day before the Tuesday's hearing to present new evidence. Because supposedly this hearing that popped up yesterday was because there was new evidence that they had found. Right. Which is funny because Cassidy Hutchinson testified and said, you know, in the effect of whatever she said, <laughs> everything she said they already had because she did the uh, her deposition. You know what I'm saying? So. It's nothing new. There's no new evidence. You had her testimony. You had her deposition. But here's my thing. If all these people that testified, they did a deposition on. I have Michael Stanger's deposition. And um, we'll play it here just just in a second. So you put whoever you talk to. And you say, okay, I like what this person's saying. We're going to put them in front of the camera so everybody can see him. We can really sensationalize this. This guy was not going to be a Cassidy Hutchinson or a whoever in hell else has testified that's pretty much gone along with the public. This is what he had to say. Lessons from the events of January 6th. Investigation should be considered. As to the funding and travel and what appears to be professional agitators. So, that's him saying that a lot of what happened appeared to be professional agitators. 
we we here have said that of the people that were protesting peacefully right. protesting oh, for the most part we're all just uh, victims of circumstance I, I think is that fair assessment yeah and you had in Michael Stanger's words not me saying that something to the effect of you just heard what he said professional agitators you had Ray Epps you had what was the other guy Sullivan Sullivan John Sullivan John Sullivan you had these people there antagonizing um, people well, that were worked up over the and, situation. And, and I will go ahead. And I will say this about that. <laughs> uh, we've we've seen and we saw various footage on the day of right police removing the barricades and allowing people in. Police or capital personnel unlocking the doors, letting these people in. Ushering them into the Capitol building. Well, it's like we also have we also have video footage of Antifa, Antifa, <laughs> uh, or whoever. I'm right. assuming Antifa, but we had those professional agitators that he's referring to. Right. Breaking windows, smashing windows, and people trying to stop them. And you had people. You had actual Trump people saying to the cops, there was video of this saying, right. why aren't they're you doing, guys going stopping them? Right. And they're just standing by like, mm, we have our orders. <laughs> well, okay. So about that. Mm-hmm. About You've the, seen the video footage. I've seen the video footage. It's hard to find it now. Oh, yeah. I remember watching it as it happened and, and, and a couple of days after it happened. I remember seeing the video footage of this stuff happening. I remember seeing video footage from John Sullivan's camera. Now, I remember watching all of John Sullivan's footage of them breaking in, them getting through, them talking about, we need to break down this door. Right, yeah, I we remember that. We need to get into this room, right? Right. We need people to go in here. We need people to break down this door. We need people to break in this window. We need people to do this, do that. And then I remember him watching, taking his victory lap with his girlfriend Saying we did it, we did it. Right, and you got the video of Ray Epps the night before telling right. everybody we need to get into the Capitol, we need to do this, and everyone's like, "Fed," you know. And then the next right. day, but um, and he said it on that day too. And then you've got the video of Ray Epps going up, whispering something into that guy's uh, ear. Yeah, I don't right a, a guy's ear, and then the next, you know, you got this guy running forward, grabbing the barricade, trying to pull it away. And that's when that that's when that female officer got knocked out. Then she right. had testified, you know, and then, and, the, and then the and then the the gallons of blood that was just flowing through the yeah, the it was like a fucking war scene. <laughs> I talked about that <laughs> right. like a, when I talked about that a week or so ago. Well, and on that note, on that episode where I talked where, where I was talking about this, and that I can't recall her name, but whatever. The officer, the police, the Capitol Police lady. Um, there was a gentleman who just got off. He he didn't he didn't get convicted because I don't I I can't tell you what state he was from. I can't you know it was something to the effect of no. Uh, 
Hey, shit, what, hey, what I'm doing there? Hey, that's something you have. That's something we need to bring up, and we need to talk about that motherfucker one day. Hey, it's in the nursing home. I put the January six people in the nursing home. <laughs> but he, he disappeared like yeah. It's like you don't even hear from him anymore, right? But anyway, so there was a gentleman who just got off of being uh, convicted from this whole situation. <laughs> yeah, it was all over the place. And his defense was that he was let into the Capitol building by the police and escorted mm-hmm. through the building. And the judge was like, to you know, to his attorney, do you have proof? <laughs> Hit play. And they showed the video evidence of that. He got off. And um, right. in that in that situation, I started thinking about the Chewbacca guy. And he got off. Or, you know, he didn't get off. He got put in fucking prison. So, you know, this guy got off on the basis of him being told. You know, he told the judge, look, I was led into this place by these officers. And he had video evidence. How much video evidence have we seen, like we were just talking about, of these grandmas, these regular people, or the the like I said, the Chewbacca guy. I don't know what his name is. The you know you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The dude with the horns and right, shit. The shaman. Shaman. Right. Mm-hmm. He's in jail right now. And why is that? They arrested all these regular people. That'd be like if you and I, let's say me and you were were there, and we just happened to be there, and we we're like, fuck it, let's go in. Everyone else is going, let's go in. But we're going through the velvet ropes, we're picking up the trash, we're doing all those things, but you and I get arrested. Well, neither one of us have the money to be able to afford a lawyer. A lot of these people were were uh, provided public defenders, and those public defenders, in turn, told them to take the deal because right. it was just easier that way. But... Uh- did did you happen to see and I, and I wonder if this person's uh, been called uh, before the uh, January sixth committee? But did you happen to see the picture uh, prior to the riot of uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, brother in law taking a picture with the Trump shaman? No. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Out front of the Capitol. Right. Right. Nothing. To I see wonder here. if he's been called to testify no. before. Uh, he's drunk with Paul. Isn't that her husband's name, right? I think so. <laughs> I Nevertheless, yeah, look, 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 look. We've all seen the fit. Well, I say we've all seen the video footage, but but like a, you know, we're talking about the video footage and stuff. You remember seeing the video footage of the uh, the security officer that had his own uh, personal uh, videographer that was following him as as the people broke through, and he he throws his uh, his. Uh, uh, Oh, what do they call that? Uh, it used to be called a billy club. What is it now? Baton the, the, or the, the baton? Yeah, yeah, the extendable baton. He throws the baton out and he's backing up the steps and he, oh no, no, you know. Meanwhile, he's got this camera crew right behind him, you know, like it's a Michael Michael Bay film. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh no, don't come up any further. Don't. Uh, what? Like what the fuck? It's Who? like it was. Uh, what's that shit? The. Uh... I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying we've seen the video footage. So my question would be, <laughs> how in the hell? It, well, we we know that we don't have any people that have uh, 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 any go driving across part of the committee. Sorry, sorry about that. 
Um, but how in the hell that right there, that should be the very first thing that any of these uh, uh, GOP people that are involved in this committee or whatever should be able to walk in with this video. They should be able to just start playing the video, the montage of this stuff and be like, uh, explain this. Explain why there's an officer pulling the barricade right here. Uh, explain why there's an officer o unlocking the door right here. Explain why there's officers taking selfie photos. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> selfie photos right here with uh, rioters coming in, right? Explain the video of uh, the the officer that's leading the uh, the Trump shaman and and or the MAGA shaman or whatever the hell that is that they called him and this other group of people into the chambers. Well, that's what I'm saying? He, telling them he takes hey, guys, him we in. Need to be respectful of yeah. this room. Uh, he asks the guy that's sitting there, yeah. "Are you okay? I'm fine, you know." And, and he's oh, like, I'm fine, and man, the shaman guy's like, "Oh, look at this patriot right here." And the and the cops like, mm -hmm. "This this way and over here is over here." You hey, know, it's like, yeah. Hey, make sure y'all don't destroy anything in this room. No, it's good. We're just taking pictures. All right, that's good. That's that's cool. This is like sacred ground. Now nah, we got it. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not we're not here to destroy anything. I would play that video and be like, "Are we done? Are we done here? <laughs> we're still doing this." <laughs> yeah, it's okay. it's uh No, so it's it's all a joke. Uh we've went on way too long about this whole charade. Uh I think everybody and, and and I will say this, and I know uh, I think uh, uh, Jack Posobiec brought it up, but he, he even said that the ratings for this hearing are like abysmal. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot what he said. I thought I think he said some rerun of some show actually rated higher uh, than the people that are tuning in for this fucking sham of a of a uh, hearing. So I think the American public just honestly either the part that actually believes in it honestly doesn't even give a fuck anymore. Well, okay, I'll and say... The people that do just know that it's a, it's an absolute farce. Well, I'll say this about that. And this is something to the effect of... Um, now, you hear what I'm about to say. No. <laughs> Basically. What else? Am I missing something? Is there anything else in there? No? Or is this an advertisement for Cayman Jack? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. You motherfucker. <laughs> sorry. No, We're um, talking about how it's a farce. Okay, I don't know if it was Pasobic or Tim Pool, and I really don't like talking about other, other podcasters mm -hmm. because they're not as good as me. But nonetheless, right? No, right, right, right. Um, either one of them talking about the ratings of the of this thing. The, the thing is, is <laughs> I don't know. I I want to say it was something to the effect of oh, <laughs> seventy six. <laughs> I think it was seventy six percent of the American public gives two shits. Two. Two shits. Two actual shits. Two actual shits on a case on account of four about this fucking committee because it, they all know it's bullshit. You know what 76% of the people in this country care about? Uh, uh, gas prices. Gas prices, food prices, uh, food running to, out. Yeah, being able to afford food, <laughs> uh, being able to pay their rent. I mean, what are we hearing now? What's coming up this weekend? Fourth of July, right? I think I saw a thing, something to the effect of seventeen percent increase over last year to buy hamburgers, hot dogs, you know, whatever type oh, of. Huh? Wasn't it cheaper last year? It was cheaper. Didn't they have a, it, was didn't they, it was actually didn't, didn't cheaper last year, and that's when we were in a food shortage because of COVID. 
Yeah, didn't didn't they make a whole big to do about how it was actually cheaper to have uh, your cookouts last year for Fourth of July? Yeah, yeah. Now seventeen percent more. How's that going? <laughs> How's that going this year? Yeah, it's Not it's too much. It's something else. All right, so I was just scrolling the uh, Twitter machine here to see if there was anything trending. Pretty much everything that's trending, we just kind of covered. Unless you want to talk about the Minions movie that's coming out this Friday. All right. I've never watched any of those. I know this is going to come as a shock. I've never watched a Minions movie. Or Was it called Minions from the beginning, or was it called something else? You don't know. You're asking me like I, like I, I had. Well, idea. you're Mr. Fucking Cisco and Ebert over there. I thought you knew. <laughs> I give it. I give it no thumbs up. Um. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through um, here. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. Sure. COVID. Mm. Now we're seeing we're killing see- millions, millions <laughs> of people. Well, okay. On Every that day. on that Every note. Day. On that note, we're seeing what the fuck is this? Taco Bell's got a cheese it tostada. What? <laughs> All right, Chris has just left. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'm just scrolling through here. The experiment: a massive cheese it, which is 16 times the standard size, serves as a base of Taco Bell's new. Big cheese at Tostado. That sounds fucking good, doesn't it? So, you, did you make it back from Taco Bell? So we're <laughs> so we're gonna take a break and go and get the new uh, cheese at Tostado. Uh... <laughs> that was that was something special, huh? I wonder if that's right. gonna make it. Anyway, uh, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, COVID. Um, is it me or is does it seem like to you that the people that we know of that we know of that are vaccinated mm-hmm. are starting to get COVID. <laughs> that are testing positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and when I, I say mean, people I'm, we know of, I'm not talking about personally. Like we know, you know, Bob no, and Susie from work. Well, personally, yes, no. too. But I'm talking about like Fauci and all these people. The people that everyone knows, Fauci and whoever else that has recently gotten COVID. These are all right. people that pimp the shit out of the vaccine um now getting covid um my son i don't think i told you this but he might be having he's out right now he had to get tested right i don't know i you know my wife was like um oh that's weird you know i was like is it she she had a headache yesterday she was off she was like oh do you think i have it do you feel like you have it <laughs> Why well, I got a headache? Well, okay. You normally drink a Red Bull and sweet tea before you go to work, and you were off yesterday. Did you have either of those today? Well, no. No. And there you go. <laughs> so you have a caffeine headache, right? Because I asked her today. I'm like, you got a headache? She's like, no. Well, <laughs> so interesting enough, I t- I told you about this little story. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this real quick because I found it funny. Um, but a but a, a, an acquaintance on Facebook. Right. I just happen to be scrolling through Facebook, which I'm not on very often if I'm not posting stuff to the uh, to the show page. Uh, that would be the uh, don't tread on America on Facebook. Go ahead. You're welcome. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I saw this. Uh, this person had posted 
and and the the caption simply said "Welp," right? Okay. And so I'm like, now this is someone it. you're friends with that you have. This is someone's I'm friends with, right? Yeah, I, it's an acquaintance. But I, I mean, you know each other, so. Right, and uh, so I'm looking, and I'm like, huh, it looks like a pregnant pregnancy test, right? You know, and it's showing the little the little lines or whatever, and it's showing you know this is positive, this is negative, and uh, it's so it's showing a positive uh, result, and I'm like, hmm. Now, this is someone you're friends with, like I mean, it's around your age. Yeah. yeah. Well, not around my age, but but again, someone that I'm, that's on my friends list. I got you. Nevertheless. And I'm like, hmm. So I automatically think to myself, oh, well, you should comment congratulations. Right? <laughs> right. <Pregnant. laughs> I happen to scroll down a little bit and see that it's a COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a pregnancy test. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do look somewhat similar. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I was like, hmm, I guess I'm glad I scrolled down a little bit before I commented <laughs> hey, on Hey, congratulations that. on co- oh, <laughs> shit, COVID. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. It seems like a lot of the people that, that uh, went out and got this vaccine or whatever uh, to not get COVID are, are the ones that are actually uh, testing positive for COVID. Um, it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of odd. Uh, I think we're seeing more and more in the news now. You're having people having some sort of health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it I saw? There, there's a couple of other people, you know, not only Justin Bieber, what, like a couple of months ago or whatever, a month ago, whatever. We have Justin Bieber now. Uh, yeah, that like sort of face paralysis yeah, Bell's palsy type situation, isn't he? Right. So his career's on halt. Um, and his wife didn't something she she's even she worse off. Hospital for blood clots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you're just having these various people coming up, um, dying, either dying or uh, being hospitalized or or getting sick or or these various things, and all of them, you know, I mean. Do we know it's from the vaccine? No. I mean, there's no... They're never going to say that. No. But, um, you know, oddly enough, it's it, it just seems like those are the people that are getting sick the, or that are having issues. So... Um, I'm going to play this real quick. I'm curious to hear what this is because I can delete it if it's not good. Instead, we have the beast. See the beast. What you don't know is the beast costs almost as much as the plane, I think. It's a hell of a car. It's a walking army tank. We are going to drive the beast into Washington. <laughs> that was a cut-up, so. <laughs> that was a mash-up. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, there's a picture here of the beast. If Assuming they were in the beast. And, um... Trump's in the back, you know, driver obviously in the front, and you're you're probably closer to what you said, like a six foot, at least a six foot gap that he would have to encompass to get to the driver through the, you know, one or two or however many Secret Service that are in there, plus the glass uh, partition. So yeah, I think it's a bunch right. of bullshit. I I I think the thing that frustrates people like us the most about all of this 
is like you said, will she be, you know, convicted or whatever for um, perjury? Will will these two gentlemen, for example, get to testify in uh, opposition of her testimony? No. And I think that's the stuff that, oh, right. God bless, why can't, you know, this isn't justice. This isn't justice. And that's what pisses well, us off. you know. Right, and I think it's like everything else that we see. It's it's like there's no justice for. It, it's a two tiered system. Right, and and I won't even say it's a two tiered system. It's a two tiered one way system. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's call it what it is, because it it seems like it's only happening one way. And if, I, I as much as I tell you, I don't see a difference between right and left necessarily. I mean, it very much is left centered. Um. We're not seeing justice for any of the things that these riots that are going on. Um, uh, Anything that's done from a left wing perspective, it seems like they go unpunished uh, for the most part. And and the thing about the left is, and I'm not even talking about the politicians necessarily, is the whole gamut of the left. These people, like you had Roe versus Wade, you had... Um, and we, I know we're running long on time, so we won't get into that, but, um, Oh, come on, man. Did you want, I mean, we can, I, we were going <laughs> to talk about, uh, I knew you had the clip from Sodomire, Sodomire, but, um, Sodomizer, Sodomizer <laughs> from the Sodomizer. That's, that's a, that's the other Rudolph movie they didn't make instead of the heat miser right. it was the Sodomizer. Oh, <laughs> Well, I did have this one story. Hold, hold on, hold, 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 real oh, quick. Sorry. Hold on, real quick. Um, you these people lose their fucking minds. <laughs> you see these people just. We saw it. We saw it start when Trump was elected, right? Right. Just ah, screaming from the fucking hilltops. It's like, what in the fuck is going on with y'all? And right. and you and and I'll have to say this about that. Hear me out. Basically, I got all three. I got three there. <laughs> I'll say this about that. No, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Now, no, <laughs> the passion that these people have is what the right is lacking. Now, I'm not saying that uh, Biden wins. We need to be like, oh. But when when January 6th happened, <laughs> January 6th, in my opinion, is no different than what happened after George Floyd got killed, what happened after um, uh, the kid in St. Uh, Louis, what was his name? Anyway, Michael Brown. Oh, after, you're, you're talking about uh, Michael Brown. Yeah. yeah. After, after these situations, after Trump won, after these situations in time and they burn down cities, whether it's Minneapolis or St. Louis or, I guess, Ferguson, uh, the Chaz in Seattle, Portland, New York, every other day in Chicago. <laughs> One day in January, the right lost their shit. And, and now we're having a hearing. And we're having a hearing about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The one time that the right, that the people on the right actually showed passion 
for the fuckery that we deal with on a daily basis, there's a hearing. 364 other days of the fucking year, (laughs) the left (laughs) lose their shit over every little fucking thing, and there's no bubbles, no troubles. Right. And yeah, I, I, me yeah. personally, and, and me that, personally, I'm just getting, I'm really... getting sick and tired of it. I'll be honest with you. Right. Yeah. I, well, I mean, that's as the, the great Michael McDonald says, very, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> very frustrating, very aggravating, very, and, 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 you know, this is the thing that we talk about on a daily basis. It's the thing that it's just like, it, it's another agitation to you of the fact that you're watching uh, this stuff happen and nothing's being done about it. Right. But it's like, if you speak out, if you act out, if you, then you're the bad guy, um, voice your opinion. Right. You're the asshole. You're the bad guy. uh, Right. 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 And, uh, you know, so leading into that, I I know you said we're kind of getting a little long, but you know, we had a, uh, I thought, well, what was a good discussion the other day? where we were talking about um, the reaction of some of these from the Roe versus Wade decision, uh, some of these people on the left, and, and I, you know, I'm going to call them extreme left because that's how they seem to, to me, these pro-abortion um, protesters or whatever. But it's just like they're losing their ever-loving fucking mind. I sent you a clip of a chick... With the hanger. Uh, with the, with, about the coat hanger. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about it yesterday. Like, yeah, I'm like, just listen to her talk. Well, look at she the looks, thing. She okay. looks like a normal person. Right. She looks like a normal woman. And then when she starts or talking about her man. eyes get all fucking wide, and she's all like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's and almost she's like, like unhinged. Well, I'm, I'm going to go further with this. Right. She's unhinged. No. Um, it's almost like they're fucking possessed. It, it almost I, seems I know, like it. Like, I know we like curse, a, like a, uh, and I know like we drink. I know like we... we but they they are on a whole nother level of sinning. Right. Uh, we talked, you and I, talked about the... What was his name? Drew Hernandez, right? From um, Turning Point. Did the... Right. He was on the streets on Friday when the Roe versus Wade thing happened. And he he played. They had video of him, and I wish I'd have known we were we we're going to talk about it. I wish I would have had it. I wonder. I, I probably can't find it that quick because you know I'm a dumbass when it comes to the the computer. Right. But, um, he was talking to a guy, and he said stuff. It was crazy. Oh. Well, he was talking about the. Uh, <laughs> but he was asking the, him about babies. Right, killing babies, bubbles, babies, babies, kids, babies, bubble. And um, oh, I actually have it right here. Here we go. Ah. I guess the pandemic's over. What's wrong, sir? You like killing babies? You love killing babies? Yeah, I fucking love killing babies. You love killing. So, I don't know about you, but to me, <laughs> that sounded demonic. That dude right. transcended to another level of, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's like, they're having an argument. Like, this this guy in this video, he's <sighs> our age, maybe older, 
Yeah. To look at him, I don't know if you can see that. Right. He's got a white beard. I mean, he's in his 40s, 50s, if I had to guess, if not older. Drew Hernandez confronts him. The guy gets into his face, says what he says, and then he comes back to him. And Hernandez says, you like killing babies? I love killing babies. I'm like, oh, shit, Beelzebub's right there in the fucking house. Right. I mean, like, like, I don't understand from their point of view. If you're if you're seeking women's rights to choose what you do with your body. Right. Right. How does that have anything to do with killing babies? But it's like they come right back into it. Yeah, I love killing baby. It's like (laughs) (laughs) that shouldn't even be part of the argument. That should be a, a, no, it has nothing to do with that, sir. It has to do with the fact that a woman has the right to choose what she does with her body. You know what I'm saying? But it's right. like automatically, it's like they just go right into it. And I told you, I, it wasn't, it isn't recent. I heard this a couple of years ago when they were talking about this very same thing about the abortion deal or whatever. And it was a, it was a guy. Well, I say it was a guy. It was a person. I can't even remember whether it was a female or a male. Non-binary. But they were very much the, <laughs> non-binary, uh, pansexual. What? Well, I don't Sack know. Sack of shit. Anyways. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Anyways. But it was very much along the same lines where they said something about that. And they were like, oh, I love killing babies. Ah. And it was the same kind of voice type deal That's, like it's, it's just like demonic freaking mind it's demonic it's almost like they're fucking possessed and like i said i know you and i we talk you know occasionally and <laughs> i know we drinks drink some drinks we say some curse words <laughs> um but for the most part, I don't want to say that we're holier than thou because obviously we drink some drinks and but we're faithful to our wives and we we believe in God. This transcends like this is all uh, another level. Yeah, Drew Hernandez, he was on Tucker Carlson the other day when he talked about this. Mm-hmm. And he brought up an interesting point to me. He said something to the effect no <laughs> He said, um, when he, when this guy, whatever his, I don't know the guy's name, but whatever he said, when he said, um, I love killing babies, when he said that, he said, the thing about that is this. Usually, when you talk to these people about abortion, it's not about a baby, because that, in turns, that, that, that thing is is right. a being, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You, right. Yeah. Usually, when you have a discussion with a person, they call it the fetus, right, that knows what they're fucking talking about, it's a, like you said, it's a fetus. It's not a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like Hernandez said what he said to antagonize this guy to see what he would say, and he said, <laughs> I think, what he wanted him to right. say. And I'm not blaming Drew Hernandez. For for what he said, I would have done the same thing. Right. I will say this about that: if I were Drew Hernandez, I probably would have gotten arrested because that motherfucker would have gotten my face like that. I'd have knocked him right. the fuck out. 
<laughs> I'd have been like, well, you need to back the fuck up, bro. <laughs> you know, in, in the discussion we were having before, um, it's like I told you. This this is a very common thing uh, that you see with a lot of um, serial killers in the way that they the way that they identify their victims. They don't av- identify them as being actual people. Right. They're more of like an object or a thing. They don't want to personalize them because you know that that makes it personal. It, it makes it like it that was a person. Right. 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 They, it's it's more they're an adamant object or they're a thing or they're uh they're uh you know whatever right and and you're seeing very much the same rhetoric from these people that it's it's not a baby it's a fetus it's not a child it's a clump of cells right uh well my son I just if I was there and I, I don't know if I don't know if I was thinking about this or if we talked about this, and you can reiterate on the fact if, if that was the case, but that girl you were talking about with the wire hanger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I would have to ask these people is, how would you have felt? <laughs> I, obviously, I can't say how would you have felt because you'd be dead, but what would, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to word this, but what would you think if your parents decided to abort you? Well, obviously, you uh, wouldn't think anything because you'd be aborted. But my point being is, you were here on this earth, being able to do what you want to do here. But what if your parents would have said, "You know what? I'd rather get the shot back out and suck them out." And I told you, uh, you know, I actually had a conversation with with I actually had a person, you know, on the job that I ran into that we actually had this type of conversation about this very thing. And he even made the comment, well, I never asked to be born. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> That's their mentality. I, I didn't want to be born into this world. So, so I guess like that makes sense. That would probably be what their answer would be if I asked that question. Right. It, it's very much a, a self-loathing type of uh, demeanor. Well, you know, I never asked to be born into is it, this world. Is it safe to say that these people that man or you know guy or girl whatever that feel this way that say i never been you know i never was asked to be born is it safe to say that they live a shitty life and they feel some sort of way that like if i hadn't been born i wouldn't be dealing with this bullshit i you know is it the one guy that i know about it, it is the one guy you know about but i've also heard that comment from people who are living in living with their mama and right. they're paying all their bills. Right. You know you know what I'm saying? Very, very um well, like you said, uh, self loathing. They well privileged, but they're just they have no life. They well like yeah. no yeah. none of us news flash for you, dude. None of us asked to be born. You didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be born. But here we I are. I mean, I'm glad I was. Yeah. So if you these, feel these that way, are not. You, you they are not. Like, you said it perfectly. Self-loathing. They hate themselves for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Mommy didn't they love you themselves. enough. They hate their life. They hate. They just hate. Yeah. Period. Minimum wage working pieces or not working pieces of shit. And and I like to use your daughter for an example a lot because she. 
I mean, you you know. I'm not telling you anything. She's, what, how old is she now? 17? 17. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, she felt some sort of way about what we're talking about. Right? Right. Nowadays, she's over here. And it's because right. she's working, she's paying taxes, she's doing adult things even though she's still in high school. And some of these other people are doing adult things because they're adults and they don't like it. It's not fair. Right. This is bullshit. Well, I like living at home with mommy and daddy. Yeah, but it, it can also do with the people that you're raising. Who's raising? Well, you're surrounded with, too. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. When she was, you know, I don't like to go into specifics, but when she was, I mean, because you know, when she was doing what she was doing two years ago, not mm-hmm. that she was doing drugs or anything bad like that. But you know what I'm talking about, the extracurricular right. activities that she was involved in. Her friends. Right. The and people her friends. that she was involved with. Right. Mm-hmm. And now she's not involved with those 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 people. <laughs> well, that, those activities. Right. And and right. and the the genre of, of activities that she was in, those people tend to lean a certain way. And right. she was young, she was impressionable. She had been around these people for a, a number of years. And you're just dad, and you're just mom, and you're just old farts, and you don't know what they're talking about. These people that were that were around are older than us, but they're not that much older than us. So they know more than you guys. You guys are old. You don't know right. nothing. Well, I think it's a, it was a combination of that plus seeing everything that's going on in the world now. So it's right. kind of like a wake-up call to the fact of, oh, you know— sh- shit maybe you know maybe maybe mom and dad actually know what the hell they're talking about because exactly what they said was going to happen is actually happening right so and you resounded with um, big fat sugar water (laughs) i did Hmm. it's always nice when you're right and you don't and you don't rub it in you don't say i told you You actually i do every day i say i I told you sugar water Uh, (laughs) now go to work so yeah, that car payments do. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, um, I, I did have this one clip I wanted to play for you real quick. I, I know we don't. I know we're going extremely long here, and we always seem to. When I come on the show, for that I I say I'm sorry. Oh, um, man, it's all good, man. But but as I've told you before, uh, this whole Roe versus Wade thing. Uh, I know you've talked about it on the show. You've talked about the fact that. This isn't really a, um, you know, it's, it's, they're making it into something that it really wasn't. It's not banning abortions, whatever. It's putting the decision at state level. And obviously you had what, 13 states, I think that. Right. But I, but I think those were, those were actually in the state constitution uh, constitution to begin with. So it's like it triggered that as soon as, as soon as the decision came. It wasn't like the states all of a sudden uh, convened a special. No, uh, it was instant. Uh, it was instant. As soon as that decision right. was made, it was bam. Right. So it, it wasn't like they uh, they convened a special session or whatever and was like, oh, we need to get this abortion banned. Right. It was already in their constitution. So, uh, nevertheless, I, what I was talking to you about, and I've, I've, you know, I've said to you before, the whole Roe versus Wade thing is based on a lie, oh. uh, and I don't know how many people know that um the 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 person that was in subject for the row portion of this case was actually a liar <laughs> cassidy and, hutchinson was her no <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> 
Oddly enough, no. It was her mom. Uh, but I actually had this clip that I wanted to play for you real quick, and it might shed a little light on something that people may not know about the Roe versus Wade uh, discussion. Well, you played okay. the clip for me earlier, and I didn't know anything about this. So, right, right, right. Just make sure you uh, switch to sharing on to your situation. Yeah, hang on just a second. Jane Rowe's story was a terrible one. She said she had been gang raped, gotten pregnant, was desperate to get an abortion. That's what everyone believed, as long as Jane Rowe remained anonymous. When she went public, she told a different story. You were raped while you were in Georgia? No, I wasn't. You were not? No, I wasn't. Oh, so all those stories that are in the books and so forth are not true? Yes, sir. Yes. They're not true. Right. And it turned out that lying wasn't the only embarrassment this darling of the pro-choice forces presented. In her personal treatise published last year, Norma McCorvey told the story of her somewhat sordid life. Then she still adamantly supported abortion. Now she adds that to the list of sins she took with her into the baptismal pool. I've cheated people out of money. I've sold drugs. I... You know, I, I, used, I, was, I was an abusive alcoholic for, you know, many, many years. Um, I've done a lot against his teachings. Um, but I, I think the far greater sin that I did was to be the plaintiff in Roe versus Wade. There you go. So, that's straight from the horse's mouth. You know, that's that's, you know... For all the people out there uh, decrying for Roe and feeling something for her, that's straight from her mouth. That is her biggest sin, is being the plaintiff in this case. Well, and she was the one. So when was it? 73? Four? If you say so. so. It's been like 50 years, almost 50 years, something like that. You have situations where these people are younger people. And I'm going to say this. You you and I, now, we haven't known each other for 40 years. We, you know, we've... Feels like it. <laughs> oh. We've known <laughs> each other for a while. I mean, you've been where we are. You've been there for a while. I, You know, mm-hmm. but we haven't really hung out like we do now for what, the last, what, five or so years, I, I would say. Um... So I don't know exactly how you were as a as a teenager and stuff, but I know how I was. And you as you grow up, you mature and you you your ideas change. Now some people obviously don't. They stay one way. This person relatively young, I would assume when all this went down, probably in her 20s, lied. <laughs> I mean, right? Mm-hmm. And um, now feel some sort of way about it, but I think the, the I, I knew nothing about this clip until you played it for me prior to this. The thing that astounds me is that once again, here is a a a. It wasn't even a law that was passed; it was just a dis- decision that was passed in the uh, Supreme Court. And I think I think the interesting thing about it is this. The uh, Clarence Thomas 
in his his opinion, wrote how this isn't something that should be decided in the Supreme Court, especially based on you know the situation that occurred. Um, even um, I think it was Kavanaugh said something to the effect <laughs> that uh, this is something for legislation. If, if this is nothing for the Supreme Court to decide on. This is something that has got to be a state level. If you want to make it a federal law, you need to make it a federal law. You know, but I think it's interesting that, so do you know who Abby Johnson is? No. So Abby Johnson was a Planned Parenthood clinic director. Okay. And um, I don't know. I She may have had an abortion here or there. I, I'm not sure to be a on it to be exact but <clears throat> she is strictly anti-abortion now because i <laughs> think it's something about it's something about a job okay I, I got a job i'm doing this and she might have been a nurse or or something to that effect um <laughs> once you realize what it entails to like i never knew what an abortion was i mean ob- other than the basic idea of what it was you don't know the details right the details you don't know the uh the clinical uh aspects of what an abortion is right i saw a video i mean it was a rendering it was an actual video of an abortion and i was like that's kind of fucked up i mean that is even okay if i was a female and i was like okay i'm pregnant i think i'm gonna have an abortion and and whatever in your mind you feel like is the right thing to do for whatever reason. Um, and and I'm not saying any any way this person got pregnant. I'm I'm not saying anything. My boyfriend got me pregnant. Whatever. I I would have to believe that puts some sort of mental something. You know, having to go through that because I don't think you're put to sleep. I don't think I think you're awake for that whole situation. It's almost like giving birth. You don't put the mother to sleep. It's not like having surgery per se. You know, like if you, I've had plenty of surgeries and I've been put to sleep for those surgeries. I think this is almost like giving birth. You don't put the mother to sleep. They do whatever it is exactly that they do and they kind of break. I mean, it's kind of disgusting to even talk about, but they kind of break up the situation and then suck it out. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it makes me wonder for as many um, videos as we've seen, as many interviews that some of these people have given during these protests and whatnot. It makes me wonder how many of them not get an abortion, but would actually give an abortion to someone else. Right. If they knew everything that it detailed. Like, you have to actually watch it happen. Not you just, you know, you lay there and you, you do whatever and blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm not talking about the even the early term. I'm not even talking about the, oh, you just found out you're pregnant. You know, you're a couple of weeks in or whatever. Right. I'm talking about the couple of months in. Right. Baby already has a heartbeat. Baby already is. And you could feel it. Like, you could feel it. And developing. And you're right. already feeling the baby. Yeah. 
I I wonder how many of these people would actually give an abortion to someone. Yeah, not yet, but give because that's got to put because some the, kind of kibosh in your fucking brain. Like you, I'm not obviously not a woman, never have given birth. But I mean, being around like my daughter just had a baby. That's her third, you know, to wonder what that feels like. You know, you're pregnant. And like you said, not one, two, three, four weeks pregnant, but 10, 20 weeks pregnant. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you this, and and I can tell you this from from personal uh, knowing this person. I had a friend who his brother was married to a woman. I, this is very much a cousin of a, a roommate of a whoever. Right. <laughs> but but I've actually So your wife gotcha. had conversations. No, no, I've actually had conversations with these people. And the the husband and wife, the wife had they had actually lost a child. Like a child died. Okay. So he, the child he was born, born. Born. Okay. Th- I think two, three, four, however old. Right. And actually lost the child. Okay. Right. And it messed her up bad. Like mentally, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say physically, but it did. It did take a physical toll on her, but mentally messed her up. Right. So it kind of makes me wonder that anybody that goes through with these procedures, if it doesn't have some sort of, um, you, you know what I mean? What I'm saying, like some sort of effect. It's got to have a mental toll, right? And and, and again, I'm talking about like late term, like mid or late term abortions. And, and when, it, go ahead. No, I mean that, that it just just knowing how it affected her, right? And and you know I don't know what their opinions or feelings on that are. I mean they obviously birthed the child, uh, had the child. So I mean I understand that they they had some sort of attachment to the child, but and and some of these people don't. You know they look at it as like you've heard them describe as being a parasite. <laughs> or they're, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like these are the these are the terms that they use to refer to a child. Uh, it's a you know it's a parasite. It's a sucking uh, nutrients from my body. It's you know doing all these things. I'm like Jesus Christ. Well, you know this and, is and I think I explained it perfectly in the one show where I said you know quit being a whore. <laughs> <laughs> well, quit using it as birth control. Right, and even to the point. Even to the point, and and I guess this is what we're trying to get to. The decision of Roe versus Wade was based on a lie, but that lie was that she was raped, gang so raped, or whatever, right? right? Gang raped, right? That she should have the right to abort this child because it was rape. And what, like we discussed before, the percentage of people that have abortions due to rape is a very small portion very small percentage of the people that are that are having abortions most of the population that are going and having abortions are using it as either 
they're not ready to be a parent, they didn't intend to get pregnant, or as a form of birth control. Right. Just... Uh, and nothing more than that. Not... It 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 uh, it it presents itself as a health risk to the to the mother uh, that they were raped or you know whatever. Uh, none of those things. So even the the case that the whole uh, the whole situation's based on isn't even what they're using it for. So, uh, you know, I don't even know why this is is such a, a, a well. And one, if, I don't know why it took this long, right, to come down with this decision because it, you know, even when it was, even when the decision was made, it was unconstitutional. So why it took fifty, you know, almost, almost fifty, 50 years, something yeah. years to overturn this decision. Well, it was almost like you know, they were waiting for the opportunity to, to be able to discuss it. And this well, Dobbs versus the uh, Jackson women's, whatever it was, right. gave them the opportunity to present itself. And I will say this about that. You ask why it took so long. for Not for nothing. And, and a lot of people are praising Trump because of, okay, put Gorsuch and... Kavanaugh and ABC or ACB or whatever her name is, um, in position to be able to have the majority because you can't count on Roberts to vote a certain way because even he was a no, no vote if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I don't understand how this is even a a question. This should be a thing that they get in front of the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court automatically knocks it down and says, this is not constitutional. This has nothing to do with the Constitution. Right. This has nothing to do with constitutional rights. Yeah, because this is nothing for us to decide on. We're shooting it back down to the states right. where it belongs. Because people even tried to argue, excuse me, that this had a this was a um, healthcare situation, and I think it was Thomas who said, not once again, not in the Constitution, and he even referenced the Second Amendment in his decision that I can look at the Constitution and see the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Nowhere in this Constitution does it say anything about abortion and furthermore, anything about health care. Right. Period. Now, you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but that's up to you should you be able to be provided the op opportunity opportunity to get health care? Yeah, you should. But you should have to pay for that just like everyone else does. I think the thing is, and I hate to give this person credit. Everyone wants to give Trump credit for these justices. But in all actuality, the person that deserves the most credit, and it pains me to say this, is uh, Mitch McConnell. Now, why is that? Do you know why that is? Hello. Mm. No. <laughs> so, when Obama was on his way out, uh, Scal oh, yeah, yeah. Scalia had passed away right. magically. And they tried to get Merrick Garland. Right. 
and they held it up, you know. So if 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 uh, Mitch McConnell has done nothing right in his career of however many years he's been in Senate, at that particular time he was the um, the uh, Chuck Schumer of the Senate, and he was able to hold up the vote. If it hadn't have been for him, I mean, in all honesty, you would have had Merrick Garland in there more than likely. Yep. Yeah, but again, it's not a constitutional matter. No, I know, it's but I'm just saying... A, it's it w- not a matter that should have come before the Supreme Court. And even like you just said yourself, everyone has the right to... What did you say? Life, Life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. Well, what about that child? That and, child has the same rights given by God, not by... Man. Exactly. So... It, it's not a it's not a matter that should come before the Constitution, and if it does, read the con- Constitution. Oh, look at that! It's not in there. Okay, well, <laughs> there we go. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and it's just like all you know. All they're wanting to blame all the Supreme Court. They're wanting to, to uh, blame uh, uh, Justice Thomas and just uh, Justice Alito. I, you know, I just saw the other day. Now I guess they're out front of his house now. Uh, protesting and picketing and marching in in the streets and uh, they're in front of uh, uh, Gorsuch and and all these other justices. Look, guys, it's not their fault. They did their job. They said this is not a constitutional matter. They didn't say, we don't think women should be able to use abortion as birth control. They never said that in their decision. You know what I'm saying? They right. said this is not a constitutional matter, should not have come before the Supreme Court, should be decided by the states. If you don't like it, I'm sorry to say, if you don't like it and you want to go out and whore yourself around and get pregnant and and have un, you know unprotected sex, whatever, then live in a fucking state where you, it's legal for you to get an abortion. Hey, go to California. Go to, Cali- go to New go York. Go to New York. Go to, you know, Chicago, Illinois, Chicago, Chicago, whatever. Where you got just as much chance of getting shot as you do of, of aborting your baby. You can be self-aborted. Way, whatever. <laughs> Go move to Either Chicago way. where you can be self-aborted, <laughs> and you um, won't have to worry about having but, an abortion. But but live live in one of these states where it's perfectly legal for you to go and do that. Right. If it's a matter of of a medical concern, there are still states. The states is not going to turn you down if it's a medical even, problem. Even Florida, where we live, right. allows abortion. You know, up to, I, I think it's 15 weeks. I, I'm not sure. But like I've said before, you know, within sure within cer- three I'm months sure of you being... circumstances. 15 weeks doesn't sound like a long time, right? Three months pregnant. You're a third of the way through your pregnancy. Right. That's more but, than three weeks, right? Three weeks. That's what I'm saying. Um, three months probably, is... There's also probably special metal, medical circumstance. Right. Uh, things that'll pop up. Right. But that's what I'm saying. You're talking 15 but that, weeks. But that's not what we're talking about. Right. And that's not what they're protesting. And that's not what these crazy, just absolutely unhinged the same, left... And these are the same people that were rolling their sleeves up, no problem, and get that vaccine. <laughs> right. It's like it's, and we ought to be mandating the vaccine. Right. It's funny how we went from my body, my choice to mandate the ma- vaccines to back to my body, my choice. And in all I honesty, mean, that kind of works both ways. Quick. <laughs> quick. Right. It's so, it's insane. 
but you know, know, whatever. Uh, last little thing, God, I know we've run extremely long, but I did want to hit this little topic because I don't want anybody else to hit it. (laughs) That's the third time I think I've said that. Uh, (laughs) 45 (laughs) minutes later, (laughs) two hours later. (laughs) Um, but, but the, uh, about this, uh, the leaking of the, uh, the, uh, registered gun owners in California. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I sent that to you. Where is it? Yeah, where is it? The oh, here it is. California, California attorney, a uh, California attorney general leaks names and addresses of states, legal gun owners. What, what say you? I say it seems pretty convenient because I've said this before, and I think it was either the last show I did or the show before. I said that if you buy a gun, wherever you buy a gun, and you fill out the paperwork, they have record of you buying that gun. That's just how it Mm -hmm. works. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Now, if I sold you a gun, or if I sold a gun to some random guy at the gun show, which I would never do, but if I did... That guy could just assume just as easily say, you know, whatever. But um, if I go to the local gun shop and buy a gun, I fill out the paperwork. You know, I put my name, I put my address, I put my social, I put my driver's license. Uh, they put the, the serial number of said gun on that paperwork. Then it gets turned into the FDLE. And then you get approved or, you know, you pass a background check. Now, that gun, whatever that gun is, whatever that serial number is, is assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they only have to hold that paperwork for so long. It's not like in perpetuity of, of, of forever, but it's, it's, a, it's a decent amount of time. So, what would be the point of leaking for, the, for the, this attorney to, what was it, the attorney general, right? Mm-hmm. California's what, attorney. General. What would be the point of well, him to do this? Here, here's my question for you: Why does the California Attorney General have a listing of those names and addresses? Yeah, I mean, why would he be owner? privy to that list? Right. To leak it. Right. You know, forget the fact that you're incompetent. And it's not only and just gun department. owners; he's got the uh, CCW owners, yeah. permit Still holders. Carry permit holders but my, my point being you know forget that your your office is completely inept and uh corrupt and uh whatever other word you want to use here right uh, why do you have access to that because that's supposed to not be there's not supposed to be a listing of your gun owners like you just you know that that's all the that's the whole point Right. There's not supposed to be a federal list. There's not supposed to be a state list of, of uh, that is that is available to the U.S. government. Right, and and then what would be, what would be the and especially the names and addresses of these people? Right. Is it to like rile, rile up the the mob? So so these people come to your house. Okay, so here's my thing about this. <laughs> if if you're anti-gun, okay, if you Christopher J. McGillicuddy, you're anti-gun. You hate guns. Right. You despise guns. I do. Right. All right. You you see that the the Florida Attorney General leaks a list of gun owners. Right. All right. 
what would be the purpose if you, because as I'm, a gun-hating person... Right, I'm going to go to each house and ask them to turn in their guns. Or you're going to get shot. <laughs> well, right. That's my point. It's like, <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? You're going to send a riotous mob to you know, Billy Johnson's house because he's got a couple AR-15s. Billy Johnson, we want your guns. We're mad. We hate guns. Oh, oh really? You're really going to hate this? Well... <laughs> oh shit! He just killed us. <laughs> well, let's not let's not act. You know, if the BLM riots didn't teach us anything, let's not act like the the McCloskey thing didn't happen. Right. So you had registered gun owners protecting their property. Uh, what did you see happen? Yeah, People got... broke in, broke into their property. Right. They came out. They didn't distort. Uh, dis, <laughs> Jesus. Didn't discharge the weapon. They just showed Simply them. Yeah, I got you. Showed the weapons. Hey, hey, get off my property. Whatever. What happened? They came and they took their weapons. They took them to court. You know, they they tried to prosecute them. They all these other things happened, right? Right. So, what what kind of precedent does that set for people? So the the very group that you're talking about, the gun hating. Um, uh, uh, population. What kind of precedent does that set? Oh, well, I can go to this person's house and I can do this and I can do that. And if they come out with their weapon, uh, you know, then they're not going to do anything with it. Right. And they're going to get in trouble. They're going to get in trouble because, you know, they brandished their weapon on their property because that's what we just saw happen. So it's, it's very much setting for If that's the case, if, if what you're saying is true, you're going to have these people huh, that go to these people's house and, and very well. And, and I know we don't really have that problem here in Polk County yeah. because our sheriff is uh, a very, uh, um, um, what do you, what, what would you describe him Pro as? Pro to uh, a, uh, <laughs> self-defense. Uh, I mean, there was a situation where a person was getting their truck stolen and, and the person ran out of their house shot there was two people still in the guy's truck he came out of the house shot both of them killing one and his response was you're going to be in this county you're going to steal someone's truck prepare to be shot right that's that's what we have going for us but that's the thing in california you ha you don't have a leg to stand on in st louis where the mcclowskis you don't have a leg to stand on had that situation happened because that didn't even turn into a second amendment situation as much as it was more of a racist situation because McCloskey, if I'm not mistaken, was a defense attorney who's who most of his customers were. I mean, for lack of a better term, excuse for what I'm about to say was these people. Well, right? they, and, and they were registered Democrats, right? And, Register gun owners. But that's what I'm saying. In the state of mm -hmm. Florida, especially where we live in Florida, now if we if we lived in Miami or something, it'd be different, maybe. But with where we live in Florida, but even just in the state of Florida, that okay, if that happened at your house or my house, we would probably be okay. You know what I'm saying? If someone came uh, to my house and tried to steal one of my vehicles and I went outside and Shot them. Uh, no, no, no. I'd certainly talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I'd talk to him too. Mr. F Mr. <laughs> Thundermaker is going to start barking fire. 
<laughs> but anywho, um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's a mad world. I I <laughs> I'll just say this about that. Hear me out. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> is that all? Was that it? No. That's. I think you got them all. I I know one thing. I know one thing's for sure. When when I was a kid, you know, when you're when you're a kid, you have your grandparents and then your parents, and you, <laughs> I, I I know what I know this. I I don't know how I want to try and say this, but I'll be glad when I'm not having to be around anymore. I'm not saying I'm wishing for death and I want to kill myself, <laughs> but let me let me reach back here. Where's the, where's the key at? You're gonna hang yourself. I'm gonna hang. I I've, I actually purchased. Hold on, where's it at? It's over here. <laughs> the Acme. I purchased my Acme uh, self suicide. Um, uh, self suicide kit. It comes with a six foot rope and a twelve gauge shotgun. So what you and do the is timing. You, huh? No, and no. The timing to to be able to. Well, no. All you do is you, you, you get the instructions. I, I so you. Here, I hold on. I got the instructions right here. So, um, tree branch. You uh, you throw the rope with the noose over, and then it's hooked up to a double barrel shotgun. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you do. So mm-hmm. so look right here. Mm-hmm. So look. See, these are the instructions. I don't know. Can you see those? <laughs> and then when you hang yourself right here, right. Right. It, right pulls the trigger and you shoot yourself too. It's a no right. fail su- suicide because people have hung it, themselves and lived. It's warranted, warranted by Wiley e. Coyote. Himself. Right. It's guaranteed to work or your money back. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you like the drawing? Uh, I can tell. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. good. But that's about as stupid as it sounds, right? That drawing is as stupid as the fucking story sounds. <laughs> Anyway, all right. You got anything else on this rare Christopher <laughs> well, J. McGillicuddy, uh, McGillicuddy I, appearance? I do, but I will, I will uh, refrain. Save the people. I will save the people any more pain. Uh, this is what damn near a three-hour show. Oh, now. it's just over two. Come on. There you go. Uh, just talking to you makes it feel like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Right. All right. Yeah. We didn't. We we didn't. We didn't even get into uh, just Lane getting sentenced to twenty years. Oh, twenty years. Yeah, she'll kill herself. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, or you know, it's a non. Thing. It's a non-story. Uh, what 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 happened? Oh, you know, she just mentioned the Clintons, and uh, all of a sudden she's on suicide watch right. now. Yeah, she needs to shut her fucking mouth. <laughs> she knows what's good for. Her. I got I got an extra rope and shotgun right here for. Her. <laughs> Take it to the uh, Seth Rich suite, yeah. uh, the Epstein suite, the uh, uh, what's the name, Picard, Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, no, nothing sad. to see here. It's sad that we got to laugh about somebody else's. Uh, I mean, not that she doesn't have it coming to her, but yeah, it's not. Like, it's not like anything she didn't do. She doesn't deserve. But the problem is, is the people that were also involved deserve it too. And there's a long list of people involved, and and they've got three. They got well. They got the three they wanted. 
Maybe hear me out. Now that you've been sentenced, maybe now it's time to uh, release that list. Yeah. I don't know. You didn't guess, get it, you didn't you didn't get to walk on this, so maybe it's time you start. Uh, well, that was the thing you you had talked about where um, she was supposed to be cutting a deal mm-hmm. on a shorter sentence, right? And then mm-hmm. automatically she's on suicide watch. <laughs> I right. mean that, that doesn't scream some bullshit right there. I was like, all right, breaking news. This just in: Jislaine Maxwell looking to cut a deal to get her sentence reduced to like five years. Well, not just, and she not can reduce just cutting her, a deal. Right. Not just cutting a deal, but actually mentioning Bill Clinton. Right. <laughs> and two days later, <laughs> she's on suicide watch. And then <laughs> you had a, you had her lawyer. And I talked about this the other day. You had her lawyer and a psychiatrist come out, say she's not suicidal. And now I think she is. <laughs> it's very much a, you remember the thing, the uh, skit, uh, I can't remember the name. United Spot, I think, is the name of the. Um, they have it. They they're off of Twitter now. They're on um, the TikTok. There. Do you remember the the like the cartoon or whatever they had with Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein in prison? You had Pelosi and Schumer and uh, who was the other? No, it wasn't Schumer. It was uh, Bill Clinton and uh, Dershowitz. Dershowitz, whatever. And they were like, oh, man, you don't look so good. And he's like, well, I feel great. I've been doing, I've been working out. I've been eating right. And he's like, oh, man, oh, it's too soon. Oh, <laughs> you know? what? I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, he was so young. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, if she doesn't die, I'm not talking about die in prison because, okay, she's sick. However old she is, 60 something years old. Uh, you know, she's 80 and she dies in prison. I'm not saying that. If she's, if she makes it through her sentence, I'll be amazed. Of course, I might not be around to see it, but we, none of us might be around to see it. But it's interestingly true. enough, it's something to keep an eye on. And that's what a lot of things were on Twitter too, was magical how you have this surprise uh, January 6th testimony on the same day that she was being sentenced. Hmm. And she had nothing to say. She just took her sentence Hmm. and went back to her cell and yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot. She wouldn't get a visit from uh, Hillary or Officer Betsy. (laughs) The the meme that no one got. (laughs) (laughs) I shed a tear for Officer (laughs) Betsy. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, go to our Facebook page, Don't Tread on America, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, DTOM underscore 1775, and our website, Don't Tread on America.com. Uh, yeah. I thought it was funny as fuck, but only two of us found it funny, and that was me you, and you. you and I. <laughs> what was it? Your wife was like, I don't get it. I liked it, but I didn't get it. <laughs> it was funny, but I didn't get it. What do you mean? It's officer best sheet. Yeah, I get I see the name badge, but what does that mean? Never mind. Sometimes, uh, sometimes our memes, and and I don't claim to be the smartest man in the world. God knows. No, but our memes are. I don't know. I think it's it's to the point where we got to quit thinking so much about our memes. Like the ones you just posted today were funny. Thank you. Thank you. And the one you posted the other day with the uh, mask and the condom. I still still got to find out what I'm trying to do with the other 24 seconds, but 
<laughs> you can you reuse it, man. You just wash it out. It. I can rinse it out and yeah, turn it inside out. Oh, just so you get done, you <laughs> roll it over on the other side. But right. hold on a second. Hold on, hear me out. If I'm wearing the condom mm-hmm. and I do the deed inside the condom mm-hmm. and I turn it inside out, wouldn't all the deed be on the outside of the condom then? Mm. Mm. Abortions! Killing babies! <laughs> Killing babies! Russell <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati! All right. Sorry. All right, guys. Um, I think we're going to put a wrap on it. <laughs> hey, I'm talking Y'all about don't condom. Have to deal with me again for a little bit. We're going to put a condom on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Prophylactic, if you will. All right, guys, please do us a favor. Whatever podcast app you're <laughs> listening to this on, please share this with your friends. Maybe not this episode, but one of them. And <laughs> give us a good rating. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, uh, go to our profiles, uh, share this, share that, listen to us. Sugar water. It's uh, June 29th, 2022. You guys have a great day, and we will. I will talk to you again on Friday, unless I can liquor him up and get him to talk again on Friday. <laughs> any any parting words there? No, that's it. I'm I'm sorry. I'll just say I'm sorry. You're fine. All right, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again on Friday.